Oh, hello everyone. Welcome back to another PC Boys podcast with me and Kevin. We were originally supposed to have David. I don't know what happened, but apparently can't do it anymore. Yeah, the two injured ones have to do a podcast together. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, I'm making myself some tea really quickly. I, just, I went out and got some ice cream, so that's why I was a little bit late. So, what are our topics today? Because David didn't seem to like my news ideas. And I like to do my news stuff because, you know, that's what we were basically founded on. And now I feel like we've moved away from doing the news and giving our own takes on it. I say news because I really got to go to the bathroom. Okay. So, um, I want to start with the World War Z thing because I'm the only one that plays World War Z. So, the World War Z update for the uh, Tokyo mission came out. Also coming out with it was the uh, private lobbies, um, which also includes offline, I think, for the private lobbies. And then, of course, uh, the the slider for, I believe, PC players, um, the new Japanese map. And, yeah. So, that's really that's all that came with this update, at least. And, and the new zombie type. I almost forgot about that. That's really that's all uh, that came with this new update. Um, so basically, if I had to give this update at a rating out of 10, I'd give it a solid 8. You know, it's about, like, all the other missions. They did add some new features. I'm doing a podcast. Um, and then when it comes to, um, the, uh, I guess there's a few different game, uh, features in there. So, for some reason, when you're on the ship, it feels like you're playing in Left 4 Dead. Um, for some reason, with just how claustrophobic it is. And they also had a helicopter which started shooting down at the zombies, so that was pretty cool to see that. So there were some new things to it, but I'm just curious as to where they go from here now that the Tokyo missions are done. Um, they could go to uh, Korea, because I know they have a Korea map, but it's only on multiplayer at the moment. But that's where they could go from here. But it's definitely fun. It's off, It's free, so you don't got to worry about paying for it. And yeah, I just, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. I mean, it's their first major content uh, drop their next content drop their major one should be outfits and stuff for the characters and new weapons and challenges so i'm pretty excited for those when those do come which i believe will be in january but it could be pushed back maybe it will come quicker i don't know because the previous dlc was delayed uh three extra days but yeah that's all i gotta say about world war z P- pretty decent um first free dlc so it was pretty decent yeah at least, I mean, it feels like all the other missions when it comes to how decent, like, of quality is. Definitely, you can tell that this um, company is, like, uh, perfecting their maps before they put them out. Because they also fixed the bug, it looks like, with the Screamer Zombie, where normally you shoot it. And sometimes it doesn't die, and it gets glitched. Uh, they look like they fixed that, too. But, yeah, definitely, they, they're, they delayed it for three days. And I wonder if that was to make sure the quality on day one of release... Uh, would be good. Which, I like I said, if this company needs to delay DLC to make sure everything gets implemented correctly and gets into the game working, I'm okay for that. Like, I want every studio to do that. I wish Bethesda did that with Fallout 76 and just took more time with the game before launching it in the state that they did. However, I can report on good news for Bethesda, but I'll talk about that later. <clears throat> Yeah, 
the other thing I wanted to talk about was Swamp Thing, but I wanted to do that with you and David because you guys know more about DC than I do. That's true. So lay it on me because I don't think I've heard this news. So basically, um, if, if you didn't listen to my live stream podcast or on Anchor or whatnot, because it is there, um, basically they uh, canceled Swamp Thing after episode one due to not having enough production value or something like that. So I have the notes uh, from the other day's podcast, which I can pull up. But basically, critically, it did great. The fans loved it. And a lot of people outraged that they canceled it after the uh, first episode. They said they're still going to air the other episodes, but they cut down the episodes from 13 to 10. And um, it sounds like they're not making a second season. God damn it. I don't know anything about Swamp Thing. I pretty much said I didn't cover it much. I just pretty much said I feel for the these fans because it's just like with Daredevil and me. When Daredevil canceled, I was so pissed. Critically acclaimed, it did fine. Uh, it made money, but it's not up to us. It's up to the you know big guys that uh, are doing all the um, money and shit like that. You know, money. Your wallets basically speak for most your entertainment stuff. If you don't have enough money being made off of a product or a show, they're just going to get rid of it. They're going to cut that investment because it's not a, not a good one. Then I also talked about the uh, box adpocalypse going on with uh, uh, with Steven Crowder versus Carlos Maza and how that could affect us if um, this whole thing goes through with YouTube and how it can spread to other platforms, meaning, for instance, on PC Boy, since we have a ranging of opinions if we do a podcast with an opinion maybe that box doesn't like we would get demonetized meaning we couldn't advertise our podcast so i even though david didn't want to talk about it it could affect us in the future when we do decide to uh, start monetizing our stuff you mean when we actually get more listeners yeah when when that happens so never <laughs> no it will eventually once i Get my job, especially I can start promoting. But yeah, so ultimately, that's all that I had for news. I did. I wanted to know your take on the whole swamp thing um, being canceled. Well, the thing is that with shows that get prematurely canceled, like you said, like Daredevil, like obviously production value is important for. Ge- for a TV show to continue, like, how DC runs Flash and Arrow and uh, Gotham and uh, freaking, what is it? Uh, I can't remember the show. But how do they not have enough production value to put into this show? I don't know. Apparently, the production value just kept going up and up and up. I think they were using animatronics for mop thing if i'm correct like i said i'm not a big i'm not all over the dc news i'm over the marvel news i could tell you anything going on on the marvel side of things but i'm pretty sure i heard something about the animatronics and whatnot um and a lot of the people that i've listened to including comic uh comic book cast too which is also right out of uh, our state um they were talking about how it's quite stupid that it got canceled especially when it was it, when it came to audiences and stuff doing fine 
And yes. like we, but we know though with Daredevil and stuff that it had to do with the contracts between Netflix and Marvel being competitors and sharing um, the rights to put it on that platform or that streaming service. Uh, where this just seems to be about overall uh, money being made and lost. Well, couldn't they have ju- like couldn't they originally just have cut the animatronics out and then just continued with the show or? Well, I think they were trying to make it as realistic as possible. I've heard some uh, things saying that the show looks just like high-budget movies. <sighs> See, when that's it comes where... to effects and whatnot. That's that's why I hate some TV shows that are like that. When they try to make their like their show as high techni- technological as a movie, where hell, a show doesn't need to be as good as a movie. A movie is something that they're going to watch for two hours. Obviously, you can binge watch a series on Netflix, but you do not fucking do this to a TV show, especially on its on that thing, you don't make it that high of a budget. You can when you start making money off the show, but uh. yeah, I, I I don't know. Um, I guess it's just kind of the vision that they wanted to go through with it. Um, which kind of reminds me about the whole uh, X Men new X Men movie, and uh, that's just that's bad. That's not even good. What, Dark Phoenix? Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't watched it, but everybody that I've listened to is absolutely, like, it's. they say it's gosh awful. They say the CGI looks like a low-budget um, high school film. The dialogue is shitty. They have great actors that can't seem to even play the role. Um, the main characters is dull. It's all over the place. Like, I've heard just nothing good about it. Well, to be fair to the well, you listen to people to understand some shit. But remember, it comes down to whether you like the movie or not. Because hell, me, you, and David all disagree on what movies do we like. And hell, we have some of the shittiest movies that other people hate, but we like. The the main thing is with these uh, movies and whatnot. It's, it's the fact that, first of all, the major problem with the uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix movie is that, A, they went through a lot of reshoots, which the people that I listened to, they said you could tell when there were reshoots. Like, people were there in one frame and then not there in the next. Um, there was that. There was the fact that they hired a director that has never directed a movie before. They, sh- they said that that showed very obviously. And... You know, when you put just those two little things uh, together, that um, easily can spell disaster for a movie. Like, if you're going to make this high-budget, 200-something million-dollar movie, you got to have a director that's experienced. You got to have good marketing. You got to make sure that uh, the reshoots don't dramatically affect uh, the movie's quality. And it seemed like that they just absolutely got all, and I mean all those notes, wrong. What, so, out of everything that they could have fucking done, they fucked this entire thing up. Why the hell would you hire a director with no experience? You could have hired like 15 directors who aren't doing anything, and you decided to go with one who hasn't even released a movie. Like, was he an, in, 
like was he an indie director or some shit or does he have I, nothing I don't, think so. I, I, I don't i don't know exactly or what did he just come out of college and be like yeah you're the new x-men guy yeah good job I mean, it, it just spelled disaster from the beginning. Now, remember, Fox made this movie before the whole deal with uh, the acquisition with uh, Disney went through. So this is technically still a Fox movie, but Disney's getting money from it now that they own the rights. But Disney's putting this movie out to regroup on some of their losses. Um, buyout situation. Disney's going to get fucked over by this film. It's not even going to make its budget back. Every, everybody was screaming about how it was Disney's fault, but little do they know Disney didn't make this movie. Disney got the rights after the uh, after Fox made the movie and are publishing it to get back their money. Disney has nothing to do with this money besides publishing it. And that's it. Everybody so, at Fox is the ones that made it. So, do you think... So, obviously, me, me and you have talked about this... Uh, on the podcast and off the podcast, but when the X-Men or whoever whoever they decide to come in first for the MCU, obviously, who's going to get the first film, and do you think that James Gunn could direct the first X-Men film when Disney, when Marvel starts doing it? I mean, I don't see why he can't. Um, the whole... The whole problem with this X-Men thing, right, is I would love to see them start with Wolverine. And here, here's why I, me personally, I would like to see them start with Wolverine. Instead of jumping into the X-Men, you bring in the most iconic X-Men and just make, start the universe there. And then at, like with the post credit scene or at the end of the movie, introduce Xavier's mansion, ex- introduce the X-Men. Do it at the end of the movie to build up the X-Men instead of just throwing the X-Men on screen. I think it would be more fluent to do it through a Wolverine movie than to do it over any other Marvel movie. I think that it would just work better doing it with a Wolverine movie. I think that that would be the best way to introduce the X-Men rather than doing it in some other random Marvel movie. Because then it's already building up the X-Men universe in some way. And we also have the X-Men that has already um, started to have the character being developed and built and has their own story in the book. And also think about it. Since he's the most uh, famous X-Man, uh, it's going to drive more people to want to watch the X-Man movie because we're talking about Wolverine. That's also saying if the movie does well, uh, that's, that's the other part. If it doesn't do well, that could affect the X-Men movie possibly a little bit. But if it does great, it can only really benefit the X-Men movie. So, well, here's the thing: who are gonna have to play Wolverine because Hugh Jackman refuses to go back into the character? Um, Keanu Reeves. Keanu. Keanu. Oh shit! I don't know. Keanu Reeves is about the same age as Hugh Jackman, somewhere around there. So, well, obviously David's been spoiling it for us, but a lot of people say Daniel Radcliffe. AKA Harry Potter. Hmm. Maybe. I, I don't know. It really all depends. Um I'm kind of just like waiting to hear exactly what they're gonna do. Uh, that whole thing. But like I said, um 
Unless they, I'm just saying, I don't know who they would cast as Wolverine, but they definitely, if they uh, want to introduce the X-Men, start with Wolverine. Introduce them that way. You can still have them in the Marvel Universe. You know, you can still have, like, some references to, like, the previous Marvel movies, like with Thanos or whatever. But have Wolverine's movies start off the X-Men and build them up. Because it can only help the overall X-Men movie. Because right now, let, let's agree here, the X-Men franchise is or the brand is damaged worse than Spider-Man is. It is really badly damaged right now. That's fair. So, I mean, they gotta, they gotta bring people back to it. What better way than to bring in Wolverine and then bring in any other um, X-Men after that? Or just make X-Men movies straight up after that? Maybe they could introduce them all, all the major ones one by one, or they could just do Wolverine, have an X-Men film, a Wolverine film, and then an X-Men film. Kind of building up the X-Men films as they go along. Or you could just have a... Obviously, you want the Wolverine film. I say you do that, but you introduce some of the characters that are part of the X-Men, and then they that's how they're introduced. Like, they're just random people that he knows. And then you could just make an X-Men film off that. I guess. I mean, like I said, we don't we don't make movies here. We kind of just put our input in, and that's really about it. Well, I mean, that's how I'd like to see it go. Because I mean, Dark Phoenix right now doesn't even have a twenty on Rotten Tomatoes. It's below that. So I mean, it's wow. It's it, Critic- it was like fifteen or sixteen percent. Wait, critical fans? Uh, critical. I don't know what the fans said. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now because I got my laptop open. When I do my um, podcast. I always have my laptop open so I can give sources and everything. I mean, if I listen to stuff off YouTube, I'll just be like, you know, I heard this from this YouTuber. Problem is with YouTubers, though, they're going off of what they read. Unless some- it's absolutely confirmed, then it's pretty much a speculation. You mean like how Twilight Boy's now playing Batman? That is confirmed. In all honesty, I say give him a chance. I mean, I heard he's done great in movies besides Twilight, and he doesn't like Twilight. So, oh, Dark Phoenix went up. It's at a 23%. My bad. What about uh, fans? Uh, Let me check. I don't think the fans like it either. That's if they have it uh, for the fans. Oh, wow, fans, 65%. Okay. That's not bad. It's not bad, but it's not great. It's kind of like a Captain Marvel deal, except the other way around. Yeah. Let's be honest. As of late, the critics seem to really hate things the fans like as of late. Like, same thing with Godzilla. Oof. Uh, Let's look at Aladdin. Aladdin's got a 56%. I know we talk about comic book stuff, but um, it's just, it's nice to see exactly what other studios are, or what other things are. Is this thing going to fucking load? Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> an asshole. Uh, yeah, same thing with Aladdin. 56 from critics, 94 from audience. Let's look at Ma, if, if it'll let me click on it. Okay. I heard that I heard by a couple of my friends that that was a really dumb movie that they that was made. Ma, I heard it was stupid. But okay, this is the closest one. 
57 from critics, 66 from fans. Closest one yet, Brightburn. 57 from fucking critics. Dude, no fucking way. No way. Fans, I bet you love this movie. Uh, it, it's close. 57 from critics, 68 from audience. The critics really fucking hate things, like, as of late. The hot of that 15 from, I don't know what the fuck this movie is, by the way. I'm just kind of going through to see exactly what the fans' receptions are with the. Okay, so The Hustle, 15% from critics and 48% from fans. Wow. That's fucking bad. That's the worst one that I've seen. I don't know. I've seen a lot of um, movies as of late that fans and critics, they just don't agree. Problem is, with a lot of critics, they have, like, all these social media, I mean, agendas or everything that they're trying to fucking follow, and it's, like, just base it off a movie, not off your fucking agendas, like, literally. Don't be retarded. Yeah, but when it comes to critics, like, you always talk about it, how they can get paid off to say how a movie is great. Yeah, they they do. I know, but when you have, uh, like, all these, all movies coming out nowadays, like, if it's not a fucking superhero movie or something of that sort... It's or a Disney movie, it's not gonna fucking do well because critics just hate everything. It seems to be that way. The critics are just uh, they're not they're not into the stuff coming out. But I'm actually surprised Dark Phoenix has that much of a reception from fans. I've heard from a lot of like, I mean, this also could be the average movie color. Like that that's the thing with with the whole fan thing. Um, it could be not even diehard comic book fans that actually understand the X-Men and understand the comic book storylines. That, that's the whole problem with, with these ratings. You don't know which, like, is it the casual fan or is it, like, a full-on, like, comic book nerd doing the review? Like, that, that's the thing you got to, you know, try to figure out. See, if me... Let's say if me, you, and David went and saw this movie, and we did a review afterwards, I say we might have a different opinion from a casual fan, because we actually do our fucking research. Yeah. Also, be- also because I love the X-Men series as comics. Movies suck. Comics are good. Yeah. Basically. Like, all these fucking great comics and the movies absolutely just fucking destroy that whole thing. Uh, Which- it's just, it's ridiculous. Wait, did critics like Endgame or no? Yes. Obviously, okay. dude, if the critics didn't like Endgame, that shows that there's really something wrong. I know, but just on the top, just we, we were talking about it. I'm going to search that up. End <laughs> box office. Oh, could it be an avatar? What? I said, could it be an avatar? Could it be? I don't know. I'm checking the box office right now. AK show. 2,721,365. I mean, uh, I mean, okay, fuck. Oh, I'm going to re-say that. I said that wrong. Okay. 2,721,365,940. How much did Avatar make? Uh... I don't know. Let me, um, 
Let me look up uh, top box office movies of all time. We'll, we'll go with that. Okay. Avengers Endgame is number two, if it's not number one. <laughs> uh, check. Avatar is... Oh, my gosh. Avatar's not in the lead by that much. It's not. Oh. So, the Avengers uh, Endgame is at 2,721,000,000. Avatars at two billion seven hundred eighty-eight million. Damn. Literally, that's like <laughs> a little, uh, like sixty something million. Sixty something million, and this movie takes number one spot. Sixty-seven million. I think it can be done. I think it can. Everybody, just just start going and watching Endgame all over again. Just do it. It's a good movie. It's worth it. Just keep going and watching Endgame. I don't know if it's even in theaters anymore. No, it is. It's not done. It's domestic run. Oh. It's, it's, dude, it's like, it's right there. It's right there. After this weekend, we can check back and the numbers might have gone up. So, obviously, you said that this this movie, Endgame is obviously, you said you, it was going to beat that's my prediction. It was going to beat Avatar. I still think it can. And if it doesn't, will you be mad or no? I will be. We're this close, Kevin. We're this motherfucking close. We are such a smidge away from beating Avatar. This movie deserves to beat Avatar. Avatar had a re-release in the theaters, too. That's true. Not to mention, Avengers Endgame, within five weeks, made up almost the entire... Um, amount of money in Avatar's uh, original release and re-release run. So, I think he can do it. I think it can do it. Oh shit. Um, I definitely, um, I'm glad with Fallout 76 that it's actually kind of fixed up a little bit. Finally, that game has gotten some love because, you know, it hasn't really been touched in a while. Hasn't really been fixed. So. It's just, it's good, it's good to see that Bethesda... Todd Howard, he came out and did an interview and he was addressing some of the issues with Fallout 76. Um, I still think he needs to come out and just full on be like, yeah, we really fucking screwed up. Like, he obviously admitted that there were problems during launch that they expected because they'd never done this before, but I think he needs to come out and just address everything that happened with the game. Why the hell can't gaming companies take as much time as they should, like, for example, Rockstar puts out amazing games. Obviously, they're, they're, fuck, their internet is shit. Like, the internet gaming is shit. The online gaming. Yeah, but they still output, they still put out amazing fucking games. Whereas Bethesda put out this game way too fucking early. It should have never been released. I mean, I think it should have been released after they did all the um, fixing. I mean, they can't fix the core issues with the game. The fact that it's online, the fact that it's an open-world game um, or an MMO instead of an uh, RPG. Um, 
It, it, it's that they can't fix certain things with the game, but they could. They at least could fix like the bugs that they had problems with and stuff. I personally believe that the game is ten times better than it used to be. Well, also you pre-ordered the game. Yeah, so. I, pre- I was pretty pissed off. Like I didn't play this game for months. Like I played through the beta, played for it about two weeks after launch, and then I abandoned the game for months. That's true. You did. So I went back to it this week, and I've enjoyed playing it. Is but that after, after the content and after the fixes that they've done to the damn game, it's taken them a long fucking time because week after week they were just doing something, fucking something up. You you ordered this at the beginning of the school year, right? I ordered this last June. I pre-ordered this game last June <laughs> when they released the teaser trailer for it because I was because I came off the Fallout 4 and Skyrim uh, Special Edition High. Like last year, I purchased Fallout 4. I purchased Fallout I Skyrim and Elder Scrolls Online. I came off of the fucking Bethesda Game Studios High because I loved Fallout. I mean, I love Skyrim, but I love Fallout more because I'm more of a sci-fi guy than a fantasy guy. Yep. And dude, I was like, I had total faith in Bethesda. I got the game and I absolutely fucking like I enjoyed it, but then I quickly came bored. And I was pretty pissed off when day one came that this huge patch that didn't even really fix any issues with the game. And the game was kind of just garbage. Oof. Ridiculous. You always say they rush games out way too quickly, and hell, after you played it the first day, you came into school and told me and David how much it, how many fucking bugs it had, but you still loved it. I did it first, and obviously, when you play through the game more and more, sorry, I'm losing my voice because I screamed for our team earlier. That's um, true. When when you um play through a game. Okay, at first, you tend to forget about all the um, negative things about the game. And then um, you start to realize pretty quickly um, that shit starts to suck. Um, The fact how um, a lot of the enemies that you were fighting, they would chase you forever. They would never stop chasing you, and they finally uh, implemented a patch to where that uh, they stopped following you. There would be a lot of times where your player would be glitched into the world. There'd be times where you would spawn near an enemy spawner. There'd be times when your gun wouldn't be doing any damage to enemies. There'd be times enemies just disappeared. There'd be times where the enemies just didn't even engage you at all. Like, the game was broken as hell at launch. Like, we're talking broken more than a normal Bethesda title launch. So they, obviously, you said they released the teaser trailer last June. Yeah. And it took them this fucking long to actually put out, to fix most of the game. Basically. I think they fixed it during the first DLC, which launched back a few months ago. Which you Uh, ordered. So it took them a while to be able to get this game to be at a playable state. As a Fallout fan, that's pretty disappointing. Well, also, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but Bethesda is known for having so many fucking bugs in every single one of their games. Oh, I know. The, the problem is the creation engine. It's old. They need to update it. They need to. I know Don Howard said that they're going to be updating, quote-unquote, the engine, but it's still going to be the creation engine. And Starfield, which either comes out, either they're going to, at, at E3, they're either going to make it a surprise coming out later this year in pre-order, uh, like they did with Fallout 76, because people didn't really know what that game... They Nobody was expecting Fallout 76 the other year. Um, and then E3, they will obviously talk about Doom Eternal, but that's not Bethesda Game Studios. That's id Software. I can't wait for that fucking game. That's going to be awesome. Um, and they will either say it's going to release next year or later this year. Which, if they're releasing Starfield this year, they need to fix a lot of shit. That's true. That is true. Personally, I'm into space sci-fi games. The Outer Worlds looks like a game I'm going to buy, and so doesn't Starfield. Once I start to actually see gameplay, though, I can actually get a little bit of an idea of what we're going to be uh, doing. Because it's going to be sci-fi like Fallout is, but at the same time, it's going to be something completely different. It's kind of going to be more like Mass Effect in a sense. Hmm. Hopefully not like Mass Effect Andromeda, though, because that was a fucking disaster. We don't talk about certain things on this podcast, and that's one of them. <laughs> yeah, there's certain disappointments that uh just can't mention. I think we need to make a fucking list of things we can't talk about on this podcast. <laughs> there's probably a good list of it. Um, Anthem, still fucking garbage. <laughs> Fucking, dude, their roadmap has been pushed back so many fucking times. I mean, look at fucking what World War Z did. They legit had little to no advertising, sold over a billion units, and they're just fucking making updates to the game, fixing their glitches, to, you know, delaying, or, yeah, delaying content, making sure it's good to go on day one with the least amount of bugs possible. I mean... That This is what I like about Saber Interactive's World War Z. They are showing the gaming community what they what other companies need to do. Now, granted, if they don't start switching up their formula a little bit in their missions, as in the way that, um, you know, you go about completing stuff or, or doing things, people might get bored of it. But as long as they're putting out free content, I mean, you can't really get mad with free content. I mean, it's free. But when people are you know, playing through a video game, they are, they expect it to be complete day one. And that's what I expected from uh, most of the games in the past. Like, you'd get a video game, it'd be complete day one. Even Call of Duty now today ships out without leaderboard. They ship out um, without the full um, in-game, uh, like, core systems, like um, emblems and stuff like that. There's sometimes where that gets de uh, delayed. And it's like, you can't release a game with some of the core features of a Call of Duty game delayed. So, I think that's uh, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think it started, like, when it was, like, 20, probably 15, where games start, started coming l less completed. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but like 2015, 2014 was like when it started. I mean, it's it's mainly the the age of live service gaming. That's kind of when everything started to go downhill. I haven't really started noticing it until around last year with Fallout 76 was kind of my first eye opener to this this world of gaming that has been going on for the last few years. And it's like, wow, this is bad. Like, look at Fortnite, for instance. Fortnite doesn't really do a lot of shit that wrong because they advertise what you're paying for. Um, and, and, And Fortnite, although the game is still in early access for the campaigners, a.k.a. Save the World, the Battle Royale is probably one of the most polished games out there right now. Whether you you know like Fortnite or not, it, it's true. It's one of the most polished games out there, probably next to World War Z. Fortnite needs. I just want to know, like, is there ever going to be? Like, obviously, Minecraft is a popular game, but oh yeah, is there ever going to be a game that takes over? Obviously, most of the shit we watch is on YouTube. Is there going to be another game that takes over YouTube like Minecraft and and uh, fucking Fortnite did? Because Fortnite took over every gaming YouTube channel. Like, oof. Well, the problem is, is first of all, you got to have that big IP, right? Call of Duty used to be that big IP. Call of Duty Modern Warfare could be the game that does it. Here's the problem. They have so much shit that they have to overcome. They have to overcome Activision's bad reputation, Infinity Wars, last few bad games. Oof. Overcome all of these obstacles. And if they can, if they can sway enough people to buy Call of Duty, play it, advertise it, and stream it, we could see Fortnite decrease. A lot of the Call of Duty players went to Fortnite. A lot of them did. Allie prime example. He used to be Call of Duty content number one. True. Once Call of Duty started to not be making much views, people switched over to Fortnite because that's where the most of their income would be made. They'd get more views, meaning more people would see advertisements, meaning more money that they'd make. So from a, a, a standpoint of a, of a um, co- content creator on the gaming side of things, you're going to go where most of your views are going to go from, meaning you're going to do videos of games that make the most views. You might, let's say, for instance, I love Fallout 76, but the views for Fallout 76 on stream is very low. I'm going to switch over to a game that is really, really high on the stream count, meaning I will make more money off. Okay, so obviously you just mentioned Ali A. But one of the obviously I don't know where he ranks. I think he's like number oh fuck. Probably number five on the on the YouTube list. But out of every YouTuber that I watch that is big on games and big on that, Jack Septicai is the only one. Obviously, everybody took a dip into Fortnite, no matter what you're usually used to playing. But Jack Septicai really only dipped into it and then he came, he left it and started playing a bunch of fucking flash player games and old school uh fucking games that you would find on the web 
Like, I think he did an entire episode on fucking Raph Wars. The thing is, when you have a big subscriber base like Jacksepticeye and uh, Markiplier, and, you know, you actually have that comedic value, you, at that point, don't really need to rely on a specific game. But if you're somebody who's not really likable, like, you know, you're not giving a comedic factor, it matters what game you play. Because nobody's going to just watch you for you. They're going to watch you for the game that you're playing at that point. Well, here's the thing about Ali A. I didn't watch him for the Call of Duty content. I actually watched him because I actually liked him before his COD stuff and some of the shit he did on his second channel and all that. But now that he's primarily obviously dipped back Everybody, he fucking joined the Fortnite train. It pissed me the fuck off. And he's not, and he's not himself. He's he's somebody else when he's playing fucking Fortnite because Fortnite's this big ass game. And LEA does have the has a big subscriber count, and he is popular without doing a character like fucking doing a character. But I don't know. LEA used to be one of my favorite YouTubers. Used to. Ever since he moved away from Call of Duty, I really haven't liked him. I, I found him to be cringy. Yep. He's more on the kid side of things. Like, he's not... He's not what he used to be. He's not out Back smaller, he used to be amazing. Yep. Yeah, no, that, that changed a lot. Um... Like, I used to watch Syndicate and stuff. Like, I, I don't watch YouTube, like, for gaming anymore. Believe it or not, the only thing I watch on YouTube is um, news outlets. News outlets or, like, Fluku TV, which does the, you know, he reads off of Reddit and funny voices. Or McNasty, who plays video games and makes offensive jokes and tries to be funny. That's that's about it though. I don't watch serious gaming. I legitimately watch news videos or news channels on the things that we talk about on the podcast for research. That's all I do on YouTube is get research. And then when I figure out about stuff on those channels and want to read more into it, I go and do research on my laptop about it. So hold on, David just messaged me on uh Facebook. So, if you want to talk about something, um, if you want to talk about something, you can. Because I I've done a lot of the talking. Well, you always do most of the talking. So, I don't know. I don't know what really to talk about because we covered a bunch of game, a bunch of games we. For some reason, the ad apocalypse is back. Like, thanks, Fox. Thanks, fucking Maza. Fucking whatever your name is again, Carlos Maza. I know, but obviously, you and David know that I do YouTube, and obviously, I'm not monetized. But for some of the YouTubers I do watch that are monetized, like people who used to swear their asses off in videos and make all funny jokes and offensive. They can't make money off of that shit because of how kid-friendly YouTube has become. And it's kind of bullshit because you you want to fucking laugh no matter what. They can be, like, a YouTuber that I watch has had fucking videos take, like, 10, like, some of the old, oldest videos taken down just because they, they 
they used like fuck in their thing. Like, dude, it's just one word. Honestly, I don't care. Like, if I start advert or getting monetization for PC boys and we get demonetized because of swearing, I really don't care. Like, it's not going to stop me from having an opinion. The whole Vox thing is they want to censor people that disagree with them. And that's the main problem with Vox. And that's why I'm trying to, you know, just make this... Like, I know David doesn't want to talk about it a lot, but we need to be aware of this because this can stretch to other platforms beyond YouTube, including our podcast. Which I find to be bullshit because who the hell cares what you say? Like... Obviously, we give different points of view. We, fuck, sometimes we all disagree with each other. But yeah. <laughs> it happens more more of the time than you guys know. But when it comes down to things, technically, that's suppressing our, fir- like, obviously, you're big on the law. Isn't that technically taking away our freedom of spe- speech by doing I, that? Censoring is taking away freedom of speech. We're, we're supposed to have the freedom of speech to be able to speak out against the government, mainly the government. But in the United States, freedom of speech is freedom of speech. You can, you can have any opinion on any topic you, there is, and that's fine. You can't use action. You can't dox people. You can't, well, at, when I say action, action words, like you can't go tell people to harm someone. You can't do those things. But like, for instance... If, if you know you don't like Pride Month or something, and you say I'm not in support of Pride Month, and here's my reasons why, that's okay. If you don't like gay people, you could give your reasons why you don't. That's your opinion. That's okay. Even if it's a terrible fucking, if he say, if the person saying terrible things or has actual good reasons why, then that's that. You can't just get upset about it and try to censor the person from having their own opinion. The whole point of the Constitution is to protect your opinions. That is the point of it. Yes, from the government, but also in general. Like, yes, if you say something really stupid out in public that sounds like it's going to, like, be, you know, cause harm to someone, like physical harm, then, yeah, you're, pro- you're going to have to suffer the consequences. But if you just have an opinion on something, like you don't like Pride Month or you do support Pride Month or you support straight Pride or whatever, it's an opinion you can have. You can defend it. There's no reason that you should be censored. Basically, what happened was I watched this YouTuber. He's a Republican comedian called Steven Crowder. He was doing a rebuttal on Vox and Carlos Maza. He was making jokes because he's a com- comedian which was to Carlos quote-unquote offensive language, but the words that he was using, Carlos used describing himself. Legit. Complaining about words he used about uh, talking about himself just because somebody else used it for comedic purposes. In my opinion, I think that's ridiculous. He's a comedian, and he can say those things. If it hurts, it's not going to kill you. Okay, and you're crying about it. He's just being a comedian. He doesn't actually believe the things. It's not journalism. There's a difference between, and this is what I said on the podcast the other day, journalism and comedy or being a comedian are two completely different things. I don't understand why, why the, wait, it's Fox and who? 
Did you say Fox? No, not Fox. I said nothing about Fox. Wait, who are the two people? B B O X Box. Box and Carlos something. Carlos Maza. Okay, so they're they they want to fucking censor everything that they don't agree with. That they don't agree with. How the fuck are you even humans? Because that's the entire point of just living in general. You're gonna fucking argue with it, everybody about anything. You can have different points of fucking opinion. I get, I bet you ten bucks. Box and fucking Carlos have had different opinions from other fucking people, but here they are going to want to fucking censor every fucking thing that I say when they're being dumbasses and saying. If you don't agree with us, you're fucking wrong, and you can go and die, and I'm he- over here saying fuck you and go fuck yourself. I mean, they aren't saying go die, but, I mean, y- you know, they're they're basically trying to take, I mean, a lot of YouTubers that have said offensive things to Carlos or who Vox don't agree with are getting caught in the uh, crossfire and they're getting demonetized on YouTube. But here's the main problem, though. The main problem is YouTube is not setting guidelines of where the line is. They're demonetizing people's videos, but not telling them. In Steven Crowder's case, the whole channel's demonetized, but they aren't telling them why. What They aren't telling them where the line is, what they should and shouldn't be doing. They are not telling them these things, so how can they follow the line or guidelines if they don't give them it? They can't. Same on Anchor. What we do, if we have opinions on, let's say, like when I talked about Cat Marvel and I said I didn't like it, and here's why I didn't like it. Let's say um, Vox was against that opinion, and they won this whole YouTube battle, and now Anchor is censoring us or trying to censor us by demonetizing our podcast. That's what I'm worried about. Is it going to every other site that there is out there? Well, so that's why I think all content and, and, and Geeks and Gamers, Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers has also said that all content uh, creators, rather you agree with each other or not, have to stick together in order to be able to make a living. Because some people rely on YouTube to make money. And if they can't have their own opinion to make their money, which is probably what they're based off of, that's not okay. Yeah. So I'm... If they're going to just try to fucking demonetize everything on YouTube, it's got to it ha- it has to fucking spread to other sites that have monetization like Anchor or any fucking podcasting site will get de- like will have these guidelines because you can't just do it to one freaking freaking website and not do it to another one. And an- another way YouTubers make money is they fucking live stream and people donate to them. YouTube can't take away the money that they got donated to them during live streams. Well, they also told Steven Crowder he had to take off his link to his uh, merch site because they were quote-unquote offensive. And then he had to make an apology. Oh, fuck that. Um, and, and, and the way that, um, the way that um, he, uh, Steven Crowder's making money and the reason he's not going to get deplatformed mean taken off of YouTube completely is because they have Mug Club, which is $99 a year, or for students, vets, and military members, it's $69 a year. And I think you either get uh, mugs every month or they talk about mugs or something. I think you get a mug or or a whole bunch of mugs throughout the year. But that's how they're making their money right now. 
Ugh. And they're reading everything in court. And here's the thing. Steven Crowder's net worth is only like $3 million. And then you got Box, which is over a billion. But guess what? He's beaten people in the past. Oh, this is so fucking stupid. Like I know. It, it, it's, it's the point of, like, here at PC Boys, all we want to talk about is pop, pop culture. But then you have things like this that actually interfere with things that we can actually talk about. Because there's going to be coming a t- there's going to come a time when we're talking about pop culture and maybe there's a gay character in a movie that does something really bad or maybe they just casted the character wrong or maybe the character just was not good in the movie. Like there was no reason for them to be in there in the plot or whatever. And then we give our opinions on it. Normally David would probably um David would be the defender. You'd be in the middle. I'd be on the conservative side. And we'd get demonetized just because of my opinion. Or they would request Anchor to remove me because I'm offensive. Because I have an opinion differing from David's. So it's, it's the fact of we want to be able to make content for people giving our opinions on what we believe for the pop culture side of things. But this whole box adpocalypse, which is starting on YouTube with Steven Crowder, can affect us in the long term if we do not stick together as content creators and stop this on the YouTube front and raise awareness. Because we are, I mean, you're a YouTuber, but not a big one. I'm not a YouTuber at all anymore. So all I can do is raise awareness through the podcast to be able to help people out. Well, obviously, you just said it. I'm not that big of a YouTuber, and... Uh, YouTube has, uh, yeah, I know it doesn't affect me, but even though, even saying that YouTube does, will allow me to monetize videos, but sent obviously late, like when we're at school and when we're having fun and doing debates and all argument, even though we're in a, in the office some, most of the time and you and David are swearing back and forth, I usually bleep myself out. On my YouTube channel, you can go a bunch of my videos and you can hear me say, fuck you and all this shit. And I really don't, and I could monetize all the, all the ones that don't have that. It's just that that wouldn't be something that I would enjoy. Like I give props to YouTubers who actually do take the time out of their day and bleep every single swear they do. I'm the kind of person who's like, this is me. You either take it or leave it. Basically, that's how it should be. Um, but that's that's really all I have to talk about. I don't really have anything else uh, to cover. I, I don't really have much more news that I've heard besides about Dark Phoenix and the whole swamp thing the other or swamp thing thing the other day and doing the talking about World War Z's uh, DLC a little bit about Fallout. I don't really have a lot more that I can touch upon. I mean, it's, we don't have a, we haven't had a news week this week like we did last week on fucking Saturday where we just had absolute information drops everywhere. That's true. So that was a, that was really, really interesting. I was like, oh my gosh. It's like, there's just so much shit coming out of nowhere. And that's what sucks. Like one week you're going to have nothing. And then another week you're going to have a shit ton of stuff to talk about. It kind of depends on the week. And it's hard for us to stick on our schedule 
Because if there is nothing to talk about, doing a podcast is kind of pointless. Exactly. But the reason we made the schedule was because we thought we were going to stick to it, and then a bunch of shit got thrown in our way, and then we couldn't do it. Yeah. School. (laughs) School, man. The the exams and everything just really screwed everything up. Like, me... Me, you, and David wanted to have the schedule, so Tuesdays were whatever the fuck we want. Thursdays were what if. Yeah. And Fridays were... Newsdays. Yeah, basically Newsday again. And then everything got fucked up from that point, and then we got screwed over. And now that we're in J-term, which for you guys, you wouldn't get. It's just where we get to do a bunch of classes that you wouldn't usually take. Well, what we usually that we wouldn't usually get to take. But now that J-term's here, fucking two-hour classes, we don't have time to do a podcast in school. Yeah, it's legit like one class to the next class. And then come lunchtime, like, by the time we're done eating lunch, there's 10 minutes left, and that's not enough time to cover information. And plus, lunch is only 25 minutes, and we're not going to eat and do a podcast at the same time. I mean, we've eaten, what, cookies on the podcast before, and that's it? Basically, it's about it. I mean, you give us a fucking lunch tray with shit food, and then we eat it, and then we're still trying to talk, and it will be only 25 minutes. I know that's the usual thing that we do, but, like, ugh. It's not polite to talk when eating. Yeah, and also, we we don't honestly know how the fuck we're going to do the summer thing. It's, it's kind of going to be basically, somebody's going to have some news to talk about. They're going to message the group chat and say, we got to do a podcast tonight. And then it will just happen. That's kind of what it's going to be like. So from uh, and I'll put a post up on Facebook, basically explaining podcasts, pod podcasts, podcasts during the summer will be kind of random. It'll depend on when there's news, who gets the news, and what we talk about in our group chat. And guys, don't be surprised if it's mostly me and Logan. I mean, honestly, yeah. David is going to be. I mean, I plan on having a job. But I also plan on coming home and doing a podcast at nighttime, too. <laughs> I, I do have a job, but I get out early enough where I can still do a podcast. Yeah. Plus, at nighttime during the summer, you have all the time in the world to talk. That's true. So that, that's nice. Uh, I, I hope to bring some more gaming live streams to the channel or to the uh, podcast page on Facebook at some point. Uh, I did one on World War Z. Uh, I haven't really done another one because, I don't know, there hasn't been really any demand for it. There hasn't really been another game that has come out that I want to play and do on the podcast page. Also, if you're not following the podcast page, I would. Yes, please. We do more than post our podcasts on there. We post live streams once in a while. We had one for a basketball game, one for gameplay, and then our and then the other day we had our first live stream actual podcast. We also put it up on audio only, but we did that. We also put up polls. Sometimes we'll do like some nice messages for the fans or whatnot. So I mean, you know, there there is other stuff we put on the page, other than just the podcast themselves. That is true. We we. Originally, it was just, we're just going to post the podcast on Facebook. Then we were like, 
Who would win in a who would win in the fight, Spider Man or Batman? And then you set up a poll, and it became one of the most fucking popular things on that. Page. Yeah, now we just started setting up polls randomly sometimes. Who's a better leader, Optimus Prime or Megatron? Megatron, Optimus Prime blew him out of the water. I think I was the only Godzilla. person to vote for Megatron. I mean, I mean, Kong beat Godzilla in in that one. I think that was our most recent one. Well, yeah, yeah, that was our most recent one. Oh, shit. But yeah, normally I like to keep the podcast page um, main picture um, to be a, a movie and then have a background photo be of the vi- a video game or the most recent video game that we're playing. Yeah. Like Basically, but... Yeah, there's also a group. There's also a group that you can join for the PC Boys podcast page. And uh, honestly, just... Just the, well, technically, if we're gonna count JJ in part of the podcast, but there's technically only three members of PC Boys. It's me, you, and um, me, you, and David. Yeah, basically. And obviously, I was talking to David about this in the group chat. I was like, can you make me, you, me, and Logan admins? And he was like, why do you want to do that? I was like, in case other people want to join in the future. And I don't know where you stand on this, but I don't know if I want more people to join. Well, you see, like, the, the whole thing with having other people join, like, I don't mind having guests on the PC Boys. Like, I mean, for, if I want my friends or just somebody, maybe another podcast group in the future, if we ever become that well-known, <laughs> to talk about stuff with us, that's fine. The only thing, like, if I were to add people to PC Boys, it would be like a research team, right? So instead of me or you doing the podcasting and the researching, we'd have a research team do all the research, fact-checking, give us it. We do the actual audio and recording and stuff on it. Yep. And, like, that, that's what I would do. I, I don't want to have, like, five, six people around a table with all bunch of different opinions because then it's going to take forever to get through one topic. Where it's best if you have, like, like – um. Comic book cast too. They have like four people maximum talking about certain stuff. And that kind of takes a little while to get through points. When you have three people, it doesn't take that long. You have enough people that have differing opinions and put a good amount of talking in, but not too much on a subject. Well, see, this is where it becomes complicated because obviously I just named the three core members, but once a blue fucking moon. JJ will start talking and join the podcast. And that takes, like you said, that takes a lot of time when we only have 30 minutes to do a podcast. Yeah, when you have a lot of people, it definitely does. Well, I know, but just the, like, me, you, and David will get, I think it was during a debate that we did. I don't know which one. But she kept throwing wrenches in during the <laughs> middle of the debate. And it got wicked fucking confusing because I thought you you threw out a topic like a point, and I was and then I try to rebut it, and then you were like, "I didn't say that." I was like, "Who the fuck did?" Yeah, the confusion can get real when, when there's a lot of people. So that's why I try to keep it with three people. The whole point of PC Boys was to have three of us. 
I do want to say though, we are almost we are at four hundred and six total plays on our podcast. Yeah, almost five hundred. So we're almost at five hundred. At five hundred, we probably should do like some sort of special at five hundred total plays. Me, you, hell. How about a fan, Logan? How about a fan? I would love to have a fan. The problem is, is nobody seems to freaking <laughs> want to come on and actually have a discussion. I mean, I mean, I get it. It's kind of hard to have a discussion with us because we do research and all of the terms that we use don't make sense to a lot of people. Well, but well, to be honest, you don't. We don't have to make it about like something we would usually talk about. Like they could just ask us like fucking simple questions, like. What do you do during a normal day before you do a podcast? Or what's your favorite thing? What sports do you play? Like, they could just ask us questions about our life. Like, you know what kind of fucking sucks? Like, we have for the last three podcasts, we our last two podcasts we've done. Yeah, we've had zero plays, and I'm kind of sad. Wait, the last didn't you do the last two by yourself? I did, I think. I think I did. I, I, think know, I know the hour one got a couple of plays. Yeah, I it got four. It got that's, four. that's been the most for, like, a long time. Because the last time we had uh, that many plays was on Terminator Dark Fate Trail. That was on the uh, 24th of last month. And then Newsday got zero plays. Netflix weighing in on abortion got one. And then we did an hour-long one that got four. Then the last two have had zero. Granted, they were... I mean, I think the YouTube being demonetized and Call of Duty Modern Warfare info, I think that that should um, have some views on it by this point. The Swamp thing was last night, and people were watching the live stream, so I'll count those as views. Um, there were quite a I'd say I mean, it was close to 10. So, I mean, that that one was doing good. Um, but when it comes to, like, people watching it on uh, actual podcasting, I, I don't know. Dude, I miss the days when we used to hit, like, 20-something views or even in the teens, dude. Like, I miss those days. Ugh. Been a while since we've had a good streak. PC Boys has been on the... Hello, everyone. This is uh, Logan. So, I don't know what happened. Um, Me and Kevin got disconnected or something, and the audio stopped. So, I just wanted to make closing remarks. Uh, Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Uh, Sorry for the abrupt interruption. And I will see you all... Well, we will see you all in the next one.